Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Is there a world, like, is it crazy that, like, where Tim Payne has any, like, sort of path back? Or is it now a bit like, let's just look at the next... Let's look at the next generation because obviously, like when he departed, it was for uh, wasn't it wasn't based on form, right? So, like, if that let's say Kerry got sick, I don't know, but is it is it a is Tim Payne even in the conversation anymore? Or is it just like next up? No, he's not. Well, he's not playing any cricket, is he? And, and I don't know what he's going to do this summer. Um, whether he's going to attempt to try and play some state yeah. cricket and and get back in there, I, I suspect not. It, it's been a really Tough road for him, and um, you know he's really been uh, had to deal with a lot uh, publicly, mm. had to deal with a lot, obviously privately. So I wouldn't expect. Uh, we'll have to wait and see whether he has an appetite to play any cricket at all. But I wouldn't think there'd be any um, any way that he'll be even looking to try and force his way back into the top level. I'd be I'd be surprised, but but that's you know as you say that wasn't a, a form thing, and, yeah. and he was uh, doing a terrific job in a creating sense uh, leading that team. How does it make you feel, right, when one of our wicket keepers goes to the crease and they don't score a 50 and everyone gets pissed off because, <laughs> like, you created this environment where not only did you keep your golf, but <laughs> you could you could go out and score, like, you know, 100 off 60 balls and now it's just even all, the, all, all these years later, there's still a bit of an expectation that our keepers can bat really well because of yeah, well, your... They, they, they do bat well, though. I mean, they, they has, all has bat a wicketkeeper well. scored a hundred since you? I don't know if they have. Yeah. Oh, they probably have. Actually, I take that one back. or two. Haddon and Wade have I got a couple, had, but had like had you know, out, but, uh, not enough. Yeah, Brad Haddon did a not, pretty not good enough for mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, the, the white ball, white ball cricket changed it. Fifty over cricket came in, and all of a sudden, everyone had to chip in with two facets of the game. So, but um, yeah, they, 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 we're, we're well stocked for wicketkeepers around the country. I reckon we got. We had a few there that could very well um, go on and, and produce a good Josh Phillippe, Benny, <clears throat> Benny McDermott, uh, Inglis, you know, Carey's there. There's there's a good batch there. Yeah. Um, look, so you said you were over in uh, India. Uh, was it University of Wollongong? You said you yep. almost went to University of Wollongong, but then the bright lights of cricket came along. What was... At that stage of your life, had you been earmarked for higher honours during your sort of you know, I guess your your teen years and stuff. Had you always been a weapon? Had you always felt like that was something that was uh, within reach for you? It's a funny one, you know that that question. It's sort of like a lot of people say, "Oh, when did you know you were good?" Uh, and and then it goes to, "What else were you good at?" And we were sitting around the change rooms once in a rain delay, and we threw the question around out the teammates. You know, what was your best other sport? And I I sort of would say, "Well, not necessarily good at it, but probably my strongest other suit was." maybe soccer and then uh you know ricky ponting said golf because he plays off scratch and he got around to mark war and he 
he he said soccer, rugby league, tennis, golf. He named just about every sport known to mankind, but um, which tells me two things. He's a very talented sportsman, and and he was an absolute big head. But, um, uh, but he was right. He was good at everything. Uh, I I don't know. I never stopped to to assess that. Like you just you just played, mm. and like obviously it was a you know the, the old fork in the road moment again. Whether you go to university that you got into, or go and commit your life and and sort of full time to cricket and, and give that a crack. Uh, I remember an English teacher telling me, you know, get focused on, you know, focus on doing something with your life, not just sport. But, and I went, well, oh, well, that's a good incentive to go and try sport <laughs> from that, <laughs> that particular English teacher. Um, so you just sort of went about it, didn't stop to assess where you were at on the journey other than know that you wanted to get to the, at the next level. So if it was if I when I was playing my first game of first grade, I aspired just to get to the shield level. I yeah, the ultimate dream play for Australia, but you just wanted to get to the next level and get comfortable and contribute. So didn't do a lot of self-analysis along the way at any stage, even when I made it into the Australian team. Probably because I didn't really like what I saw. <laughs> that seems like quite a that seems like uh, quite a good thing, though. Like, so was there not like sort of performance anxiety, stress, things like that that would, you know, where you, you weren't super critical of how you were going or anything. Yeah. You were just able to be quite relaxed out there. That's kind of a. I feel like yeah. there'd be, you know, a lot of there's quite an effort made these days with young players coming through and things like that to try and free them of those expectations and keep them relaxed. Whereas it seems like it came quite naturally to you. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it did. Um, and the only time I really started to fall into that mode was right near the end of my career. Um, you know, 2005, 2006, England, Andrew Flintoff in particular, got a hold of me a bit with ball in hand and created a few doubts. So, you know, I, to the point where I started to go, Jesus, have I bluffed my way here? You know, have they, is, it, is the secret out? Am I not that good? But, um, yeah, so fortunately I didn't have a career where I was wrestling mentally. I, I think there was a bit more little bit of uncertainty there than what I probably acknowledge, but that's what provided the edge and the incentive to keep working hard and keep preparing well. And, and when it went well, celebrating, because I reckon that the great art of celebrating might be lost in professional sport too. And, and the, and the allowance of a good celebration without then having to be accountable for absolutely everything that is out in public. Mind you, the only trouble is with the modern day professional, professional sports person, they tend to want to film everything they do and then they go and release it themselves. So, I mean, I don't think everyone in other areas was doing a lot different, just chose not to film it. Yeah, yeah, the self-sabotage there. Yeah. So basically what you're saying, Gilly, is that you you need to blow off steam in in order to be great. Win, lose or draw in a test match. I mean, you think about a test cricket game, you're there five days playing, you're there for three or four days prior preparing. So your best part of a week to ten days of focus and professionalism and concentration. And if there's one thing Ian Healy taught me on the 1997 Ashes Tour, he was obviously the main wicketkeeper and I was reserve. He just showed me that at the end of a test, you've got to let off steam, as you say. you just got to go out and find a way. And uh, and then you dust yourself off and get ready to get focused on the next one. But um, 
So I reckon I upheld my part of the bargain there. I reckon yeah. I did it. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sports, Tom and Eddie here, and we are chatting with the great Adam Gilchrist. Now, Gilly, was there um, a particular series victory uh, or moment that elicited the, the greatest rip and tear from you and your teammates and also wrapped in on that, who was the greatest ripper and tearer? <laughs> uh, we were a team that were very fortunate to be successful. So there was a number of celebrations, most series, in fact. But uh, uh, look, India in 2004 was particularly pleasing. That was like the holy grail for our era to win a test series in India. Um, as far as celebration there, it wasn't it wasn't any particular, you know, um, high point of the celebration. It just went for quite a few days. <laughs> but uh, I do remember winning a very good test match in South Africa in Cape Town. Ricky Ponting got a hundred in both innings, I think. Uh, but he certainly got a hundred in a in the second innings chasing and and then he led us in our team song uh, up on the cable car up to Table Mountain. For those that have never been to Cape Town, there's a, a massive, beautiful, big mountain, Table Mountain, and there's a cable car that runs from down in the town all the way up to the top. And late in the evening, normally you do the team song in the team change room, but he took us off piste. And, uh, in fact, it might have been Langer who was in charge because Ponting was captain. And, uh, anyway, we got into the cable car and someone came up with a bright idea to get on top of the cable car. Oh. And oh we paraded up there. Yeah, brilliant. The whole team could have been wiped out, but it was one of the most extraordinary um, celebrations and sort of surreal feelings and spoiled only when Matthew Hayden decided to get naked. And, um, yeah, you don't Some need might have enjoyed that. Well, well, yeah, you know, we probably would have, we would have encouraged that. A hundred percent. You, talk- you like a bit of nudity, boys, <laughs> well, well, if it's Matt Hayden, I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk of this team song. Tom and I always sort of like try to run an eye over the current setup and, and try and predict who might be earmarked to take over from Gaz. What's your feeling on it? What sort of what sort of person do you need to be to lead the team song? Like, what are the the sort of the characteristics? Yeah, of, of but it? also like when when Hussey picked Gaz, Gaz was what well, didn't seem like he was cemented in the well, side. Well, he picked him out of. It. Yeah. It's one of the great calls all time. Exactly, it is. That is that's proper vision from Mister Cricket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He knew his Superb. stuff. I think everyone everyone was a bit. Uh, I mean, he ticked every other box. Gaz, he's just uh, heart and soul of the team. Just good bloke. No pretense or anything like that. Just um, hard worker, enjoys a celebration, isn't looking to leave the celebration early. He's a stayer. Um, so he had all the, all the right attributes, but, you know, the other thing you've got to be is in the team. And, uh, <laughs> and that helps. But um, so, yeah, well done, Mr. C. Nailed that right on the head. Who's there at the moment going down the list? It's got to be someone. You don't want to be chopping change. You don't want to hand it to someone who's only going to be there for another year. So mm. you've got to try to have that type of vision like Huss had. Um, and it can't be someone who's captain. So she's going down that list. Uh, geez, it'd be a big, it'd be a bit early, a bit too much to bestow on young Cam Green, I reckon, at the moment. He's he's locked in now. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be a 10-year player, isn't he? So um, but uh, what you know it's in the bowling group, probably time to get it back. Hey, what about Alex Carey? That'd work. Well, yeah, there I mean, you go. If he I'm starts hitting keeper. some tons. Get it back to the old days. Backus Marsh was the last wicketkeeper to do it in Test cricket, I reckon. You reckon the wicketkeeper's a Jew again? 
Share well, the love. I, I was given the honour in one day cricket for a little while. When Ricky was made captain of the one day team, he got me to do it in the one days. But he he went straight past me in the test and went to Langer, which has been a little bit of a sore point. I reckon he can go stuff himself. Um, uh, yeah, Alex Carey. I reckon he epitomises everything about that team that's good. Okay. All right. Happy to go with Carey. Happy to go with it. Happy to do it. Straight from the horse's mouth. Yep. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.